Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. I would have seen Bo Dallas doing Big Show. And that's sad just because of the Bo Dallas shenanigans he would have pulled. Now, that, you and Lamar are stupid for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is total crap. First of all, bottle boom, realest guys in a world. How you know? Welcome to the post-WrestleMania week edition of BS with CSR. My name is Blake Mitchmore, and Shane Shoemaker's here. Shane, what's happening? Uh, I am still trying to recover from a long WrestleMania weekend myself. Uh, I've probably had about four hours of sleep the whole weekend, so let's let's get this rolling. I I don't have an, I don't need an S word from you this week, but you we've been doing this show for a while now, but you actually met me in person for the first <laughs> time this weekend, and I gotta admit when I first saw you. I, you know, I, I felt like you were a little intimidated by in, in my presence. Is any truth to that? Uh, absolutely, 100% not. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that might be a little bit of a lie, but uh, <laughs> was it all you hoped for in meeting me? Um, you know, that and so much more. I can only say, uh, <laughs> uh, well, well let's, let's, first of all, let's just point out how it was just completely random that I was running to you and Justin LaVar on the streets of Dallas out of nowhere. Funny thing about that is, and I almost just did a spit take off Mike for when he said that, but funny thing about that is, yeah, you did, is, and Justin and I talked about it after the fact, before we even saw you, we both knew exactly who it was <laughs> by your country voice. Well, you know, I, I do what I can. So, but uh, enough about that. Shane was in awe of my presence. He, I mean, it was obvious to the world. It's true. But we got to talk about why the whole world was in my hood this week. And of course, that's WrestleMania. All right, Shane, I don't want to hash out a seven-hour show because it'll take a seven-hour podcast. We're going to do it differently. I want you to give me your best takeaway from Mania, and then I'm going to give you my best, and then we're going to do worst. And so hit me with it. Let's go. The best moment to me from WrestleMania, and just because, again, I'm marked out so bad, What was the Legends thing. I mean, I couldn't help it. I mean, you know, as soon as I heard the HBK music hit, I popped. I mean, I'm a huge HBK fan. I, I mean, I absolutely lost it. Uh, that and the fact that he came out in actual wrestling gear was a certain surprise, I would think. How about the fact that he came out looking better than he did when he retired six years ago? Oh, he looked fantastic. I mean, like, the dude was jacked. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. I mean, he was almost kind of just kind of chunky when he left. But uh, And then, you know, you, the biggest surprise kind of out of that was Mick Foley. I mean, you know, also we know the guy can't bump anymore. So then he comes out, and then, of course, the glass breaks. And, again, I erupt again. You know, Michaels and Austin, two of my favorites. And, granted, looking back on it, I mean, you know, how many times can they do this at Mania? But it was a great moment if you were there, especially. All right. I mean, I agree 100%. They're going to they're gonna do it every year. They're going to do it every year because Mania is a spectacle now. So you got to do that kind of crap. Uh, th- that ranks up there for me. But for me personally, the, the top moment of the entire night, was Shane McMahon and his kids. 
I that oh. was I, I didn't pop like oh my god, but I just loved watching that him calling him out and then them all you know doing the the Shane O'Mac shuffle back and forth together. I mean I, that was that was the coolest moment of the night by far for me. I, I you know I'm I'm gonna agree. I, I love that spot too. I thought that was. And by the way, how how McMahon were they? They look like showmen, you know, when they come oh, out yeah. with him. And like, you know, the, the his one kid, I think it was his oldest, like just stuck out his tongue and like, waved it to the camera. I mean, that they are yeah. McMahon's at heart. It, it, yeah, and he went side to side, try playing up to the crowd. You know, I mean, yeah, they. I'm sure they'll be just. I'm I'm convinced after watching Shane, Stephanie, Vince, now these kids. Dude, if you have that DNA in you, you are a performer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought th- I thought that was great too, though. Okay, worst thing about Mania, other than the fact that it was seven hours. Yes, it was roughly eighty-five hours long. But I, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to agree me agree with me on this one. It 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 was the main event. It it was. I mean, again, probably because it was you know seventeen hours long. But like I said in my blog the other day. To me, this was, and it was because this was a Triple H main event. We knew Roman was going to win. That's not my issue with the whole thing. It's because, it, again, it was a long show, and that doesn't compliment to me to Triple H's style the way he does. Uh, I mean, he can't have good matches, but if you go back and look at his WrestleMania main events, like with Batista and Randy Orton, and there's a few more like that, it just it's not a good way to end the show, I don't think. Well, and I'm glad you just mentioned the Randy Orton match because – and I didn't, even though I live not far, I, I, watching this back on TV, this match wasn't bad. I think they were just like Randy Orton and Triple H were a victim of going after the freaking greatest match in the, probably the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. This match was a victim of being at the end of a seven-hour show. If mm-hmm. this was a normal pay-per-view and it was the main event, yes, the crowd still would have hijacked, tried to hijack the fact that Roman won. But this match wasn't that bad. The match that sucked, the match that was ridiculous, was freaking Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar. That was such a wasted time. The buildup, you know, and I get it. It's PG. You can't do blood, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't really do much of anything. That match sucked. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, it's crazy. If you go back and look, you know, out of the, as big of a spectacle as WrestleMania was this year, 101,000 101, people. Brock Lesnar was a popcorn fart. Yeah, he he's going to be very forgotten out of this WrestleMania. I mean, I mean, and I know he doesn't care because all he cares no. about is the zeros on his check. But yeah. at that match, you know, going into WrestleMania, not just us, everybody talked about how this match, win or lose, done right, makes Dean a major player. I don't think that that match did anything to elevated Dean at all because it didn't, you know, yeah, 13 suplexes and F5 on steel chairs. That mm. It didn't elevate Dean in my mind. I'm sorry. That match was a big-time disappointment. Yeah, I remember watching that, and I kept waiting for, like, a big spot or big something. I mean, you know, I expected them to, like, go all over the arena. You know, I thought they were going to go up the ramp. I thought what? they were going to, like, go everywhere, and they just stuck around the ring. I mean – I'm like you. It just didn't do didn't do a lot for me. Although I will say the one thing they did that I liked and that I was happy about is Dean Ambrose didn't come down wheeling the damn wheelbarrow. That's yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. I was like, I kept waiting for it. I was gonna, you know, I was, I was expecting you to pop at your house or whatever as soon as he brought like the big the 
you know, thing of weapons down. But luckily well, that didn't I, happen. I popped because, <laughs> I mean, I would have popped a little bit because I called it. But I, w- I didn't like that. I just felt like that's where they were going. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that I was a fan of it. I thought, oh, turn him into Raven. I just thought they, the way they can. But th- then that goes back to what was so weird about it. He br- he brings his wheelbarrow f- and loads up all these weapons like he's going to bring it down with him at WrestleMania. And then we go back to the bats under the ring again. Well, I'm glad you brought the bat. That's the big thing. Like They made a huge deal out of this bat more than anything else, and they didn't even get to use it once. I mean, besides him chewing on it, basically. I mean, like, they couldn't use it, like, just once, maybe hit, for him to hit Brock. I mean, I just didn't think that was well done at all. I, I just, like, and we, we talked about this. It, it, the build of this started really great, then it got weird. And then it's like, Sunday they were like, ah, screw it, put the weapons back under the ring. We're not really going to use them. We'll just, I mean, it just, it was all over the place. And it mm. just, it, that was a bad, bad match and it did like i said did nothing for dean ambrose in my mind it wasn't well booked towards the end dean, dean ambrose may be back to fighting at the you know front of the card now yeah uh all right anything else stand out for mania before we move on to raw uh to, to me to just i will say this seeing how much sasha banks wanted to be at wrestlemania in her wrestlemania moment I, first of all i thought that match was great with the women um, I don't know if Sasha Banks kind of stood out for me a lot. You know, she wore the Eddie Guerrero similar tights, uh, and just like you could tell her heart and soul was in that match. What was your thought on the, on the finish of that match? Uh, I didn't hate it because at least, you know, like, you know, they had flair interfere, you know, dragging Sasha out towards the end. Uh, so it kept heel heat on Charlotte and, uh, that's the part I, that I do hate. I, I have no even though I picked Becky and I, I picked Becky to be different, but uh, most people thought Charlotte was going to win. I actually had no issue with Charlotte winning because it keeps, you know, the crowd wants either Becky or, or Sasha really bad. So it keeps building Charlotte. I did not like the fact that Rick helped her. I, that needs to stop. I'm going to disagree with you on that because I like the, I still like the her and her dad interaction there and keeping her heel like that. Well, I think you're stupid. And now that you disagree with me, we're going to move on to Raw. So let's talk about Monday Night Raw, or I guess Monday Night NXT. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Just to prove my point. Let's see what the hell you got. Okay, come on, go. All right. We both know Monday night was basically a three-hour NXT show. We're going to save that for the next segment. I want to talk about – there's two – we're going to do best and worst from Raw on this, and we can talk a little NXT there. But going into Monday, I matter of fact, Justin Labar and I went to went to lunch Monday afternoon, and I told – or I, it was going – I said – Vince has to open the show. It has to be Vince, you know, because you you can't leave where that Sunday there was no nothing, just a match between Shane and Taker. That was it. Mm-hmm. And then the the I, I don't really know what they're doing there. It was like, oh, screw it. All right, yeah, go ahead, run the show, whatever. Okay, I got the you know they mentioned the lockbox finally. 
we finally yeah. got mention of it. Okay, apparently Vince got it back. He had a piece of paper in his hand. They showed the crowd and got it back. But uh, that was weird. I for for I have I actually have three things written down for best from Raw. Obviously, Enzo and Big Cass. Like, their promo was fantastic. I was laughing my ass off. Everything oh, he said. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the return of Cesaro was awesome. Mm. Just the way it was done, and and he walked from the side, a different side of the stage, like he just got there or something. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the tearaway suit. That's kind of weird. I'm, I'm mixed too. I'm mixed on that. <laughs> I, I I like the the presentation of him coming out in a suit, like he's Jason Bourne or James Bond or something. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about the, just tear it all away. And yeah, I will say that it played very well. Even though I hate Michael Cole and JBL, it played very well with the – you were there in person. I was watching on TV. It played very well with the commentary Monday night because they were like, well, he's in a suit. He's not going to wrestle. And then but Michael Cole said, well, he's not even dressed to wrestle. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess he is. But, I, yeah, I'm not – the. I will say, and one of the things that I like the most was I absolutely loved – Roman Reigns promo on Monday. The I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm I'm the guy is exactly what this guy needs to be and has to be to you're not going to eliminate this crowd, but to freaking, you know, just go with what's going on. That's the attitude he has to have. Short and sweet and to the point. I mean, that was, that's exactly what that needed to be. And, and, you know, I remember, you know, being there, you know, a a friend of mine was like, I don't even know what he's saying because this crowd is so badly booing him that I, we can't even understand it. But I'm like you that I thought his promo was, I mean, plus just the, 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 the facial mannerisms he was, he was giving, uh, you know, I mean, this is stuff when he was kind of looking at Jericho and I think even when Sami Zayn walked in, that was – I thought that was phenomenal. I mean, you can kind of tell he's getting that little smirk about him now where it – I don't know if it's heel or not, but it's it's leading somewhere, I think. Yeah, I. but I don't I don't think he has to go full heel. I think yeah. he can just be gray. Yeah. You know, that, just that gray character that we hear Vince absolutely loves. Mm-hmm. That It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. I just – I loved it. And, and I, I, you know – Apparently on SmackDown he cut. I don't. I, he cut a similar promo. That was his tagline, and I'm perfect with that. I told Justin Monday night he needs a freaking shirt that says, "Not a good guy, not a bad guy. I'm yeah. the guy on the back." Yeah, his biggest thing is he just needs to actually react to what's going on. That's basically what it is. He just needs to react accordingly. Um, but I yeah, abs. And the other, and I will say, uh, for good for me too is. I thought Baron Corbin cut a great promo. Yeah. Short, sweet, to the point. So I love that too. Uh, it's outside of all the stuff I talked about, anything else really good stand out from you? On I know we're, we're going to be in total agreement on the bad of Raw, but anything else stand? Well, I mean, I've got to go with the obvious just because I didn't see it coming with Styles winning. I mean, I mean, seriously, I, I didn't see that coming. Because to me, the whole rumor was that Jericho was going to be the next opponent for – that I was hearing was, you know, he was going to be the next opponent for, for Reigns. As soon as I saw him come out, I was like, okay, well, this is where this is leading. First of all, that was a great main event. But, like, I did not see Styles winning that at all. I mean, unless you read something or other people knew something, I did not see that. I mean, 
and plus Styles' reaction afterwards, him saying I'm home and him getting emotional, I thought that was great. Yeah, I I, I agree. I know I didn't. Well, we speculated what it might be. We thought, oh, you know, maybe this is you know because we knew uh, Anderson and Gallows was backstage. Mm-hmm. And Ballard didn't win, so we speculated maybe maybe they're going to go with AJ, and maybe they're going to flip AJ, and you know, uh, but and that still may come. I, I'm not yeah that doesn't come with the pay per view, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a little weird. I, I when when Roman cut his promo and Jericho was the first out of the gate, mm-hmm. I thought okay that Jericho you know this is why. Jericho came back to fight AJ, and then they're going to let him have a month or two program with Roman, and then he's going to go away again. Yeah, so that's what I thought. I mean, I I didn't hear the rumors. I didn't, you know, see the rumors that day. I was running around with them, didn't really pay attention to much on Monday. But uh, that's what I my initial thought was: okay, they're going to go with Jericho because he at least is getting real heel heat right now. Well, and exactly, maybe he, can, maybe he can at least get Roman to a mixed reaction. Yeah, that that's why when the three hit and Styles won, I was like, well, holy crap! I mean, like. Styles is definitely if they're definitely going with this, he's obviously going to get a lot more of the uh, the face reaction than Roman will. I mean, it's it's quite obvious at this point. So um, now the oh, the, the only freaking thing. Well, I won't say the only thing, but I'm going to save I'm going to save my thoughts on the my real thoughts on the NXT invasion for a second. The the main thing I I. Freaking, I have turned completely around on this. I'm starting to absolutely freaking hate the damn crowd at the Raw after WrestleMania. It, it, it's such a pain in the ass. It's so ridiculous. All this stupid-ass chants, you know, chanting Nakamura during shit, chanting whatever. The only cool thing they did, the, the opening of the show when they were singing Vince McMahon's theme song was really cool. Other than that, they turned a complete jack-offs for the next two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, obviously, uh, I was there live for this. And, you know, I went to the one, the Raw. The only Raw I've ever been to after Mania besides this one was 30. And that crowd was great. Uh, that that was a great show. Uh, and this one was totally like they were just nothing but about themselves. They didn't care about anything that was going on. I mean, for goodness sakes, they chanted – you know, obviously you get beach balls with these kind of crowds. Yeah, no, that that right there was insane. Well, dude, not only was there one, I, I'm pretty sure there was at least three, maybe five beach balls that was going on around this whole time. And not only that, when security would grab them and take them up, they would like chant obscenities at the the security guards, and then like you know, f beach ball, and then another part of the crowd would be out chanting for the beach ball. It was completely ridiculous. I mean, it, it totally took you away from the whole show. I mean, it. it you know, and I, I felt sorry for the performers because, you know, they, I mean, I, I know I think one of these was going on during Baron Corbin's match. And, you know, he was just like, you know, he didn't know what to do. So right. it took away from it big time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I know that most people are like, I, I'm going to, I will make this statement right here. I would prefer the shit crowds you get in Corpus Christi, Texas over that crowd because I would prefer just watching the show with a crowd that sucks over that crap. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I, I don't. I, I, after Monday night, I have got to that point where I would prefer the crap crowds that people bitch about how the audience sucks over that. Yeah. It's so much, it's so much show, show, excuse me. So the next year that next year, 
I don't even think I plan on going to the Raw after Mania. I really don't. I'm, it's it's that it's that bad to me now. I don't know. I guess blame it on the foreigners. <laughs> there was quite a few of uh, UK people there for sure. I mean, <laughs> they were everywhere. Okay, but that's enough about the crowd. We got to talk about a sub a set ugh, a subject that I'm I'm a little mixed on, and that's the fact that Monday, like I said earlier, Monday Night Raw was basically. Monday night, freaking NXT. We didn't come here to play no games. Devon, I see the way you're staring at us. Well, let me tell you something. You want to play games? I'll connect for that dome piece. I got the gift of gab and the gift of jab, and I'll put that lazy eye right back to work. Shane, who's, who's left on NXT now? I mean, I, I made a list last night in preparation for for this show Sami Zayn came up recently we knew that was coming Baron Corbin's up Apollo Crews is up he worked both Raw and Smackdown tapings the Vaude Villains worked Smackdown tapings Eve Marie's back up Emma's back up and Enzo and Big, Big Cass are back up that's nine talents in the last like four weeks that have came up off of the NXT roster now yes I know NXT has a lot of people and obviously I can only guess that they have talents that they think are ready to go on NXT TV or they wouldn't bring up this many people, but was it really necessary to bring all these people up? Yeah, I, I don't agree with bringing that many people up at once, you know, because, you know, Apollo Crews was, was especially surprising to me. I mean, I, I like Apollo Crews. I think he's he's great. I, I didn't know he was already going to be ready for the main roster, though. And then well, – See, that was my thought, too. Yeah. I, and I don't – that was – I was like, what? I mean, and I even asked LeBar, it's like, he, he's not ready, is he? LeBar kind of was in the middle. But, you know, I mean, I get Corbin has been doing live events for a long time. He's improved a lot, too, I think. So Yeah. Emma Emma just had to go find a new character. I don't know. Yeah. It still may not work for her, but she just had to go find it. She was ready two years ago when she came up with the goofy-ass dancing gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enzo and Big Cass. And even though the VOD villains aren't popular like Enzo and Big Cass, I think that they've done everything they can do in NXT. They either have to go up and, and figure out a way to succeed or turn into the next uh, Ascension. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not only that, I mean, uh, we got to remember that they're about to bring back in pre, uh, Primo and Epico, too. I mean, that, that's yeah. another. I forgot about it. What in the blue hell was that promo? Yeah, I, I, dude, I thought it was actual just commercial for a second, like for are something they gonna else. Come out, are they going to come out with flowers every week or what the what the hell? They're, well, yeah, I don't – what's their gimmick? Hey, we're from Puerto Rico. Cool, it's awesome down here. Yeah, I, I don't understand that either. But, I mean, there's, there's so many people – I mean, this still makes me believe that, you know, are we still getting a brand split, you know, with this many people being brought we, up? I think we absolutely are. I think w- that what they may do is – hold off until Cesaro's back. They may they may hold off until or- Orton, Cena, and Rollins come back so you can mm-hmm. have that top-end talent to, like, split uh, among the two shows. But I, I think we absolutely are. And I think, Shane, even if it's just for six months or three months or whatever till the summer, Shane's staying around and you're going to have that, which we saw, that WWE versus Monday Night Raw crap. And it might be, you know, something is coming. And with well, this many call offs, it has to be. Yeah, something's coming from this. This can't just be the only other explanation is what I just said, which is they must have a bunch of kids down there that we haven't heard about that they think are ready to go for TV and ready to start uh, 
Well, they have signed some more people, I think, correct? I know – well, Bobby Roode was obviously there at TakeOver. Um, yeah. And Nakamura just came in. And then there's that uh, uh, other Japanese uh, guy that just came. I think he's getting signed, too. So, they keep signing people. So. Oh, uh, Ibushi? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But I think, from what I've read, Ibushi is going to do the Global Cruiserweight Series before he does anything with – NXT. Ah, okay. Uh, but that could just be speculation. That's just speculation at this point. That's nothing concrete, obviously. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm. I, I'll say this. I, I, and I said it on Twitter Monday night. If you are an NXT mark, and I let me before I go down this road because I'm gonna sound like I hate NXT. I love NXT, but I'm not a gigantic mark for it. I'm not one of those people that bitches and complains and and wants everything NXT. You know, if you got on Twitter Monday night, you saw that all the people, oh, my God, this is what we've been begging for, turn Raw into NXT. I'm not one of those people. NXT is a niche product. It works for an hour a week. If you had NXT for three hours a week, you would hate the shit. It's not going to work. I'm sorry. But I think WWE knew, knew that that crowd was going to be a bunch of NXT marks, and we're like, screw it. We're just going to give them what they want to shut them up and be done with it. I mean, I, I said it on Twitter. That show was a glorified NXT jerk-off session for three hours. <laughs> yeah, it really That's was. That's all I mean, it was. That's all it was. Yeah, I, I'm like you. I, I didn't like all that, that everybody was caught up. I mean, you know, because it, it took away from, like, you know, matches like, uh, you know, Miz and Ryder, which I thought was a really good match, you know, live anyways. Which, by the way, thank God they brought the hottest woman maybe on the planet back. Uh, that that's that's the best thing about the Miz probably is Maurice. I I love her. Oh, she's fantastic. I mean, she seriously might be my number one hottest WWE woman of all time. Wow. That hair flip, give me that hair flip all day long. Wow, wow. Calm I'm just down. Calm down, dude. I can't. I'm I'm probably gonna watch SmackDown just to watch her because she's gonna be on there. Uh, yeah, I may watch it. <laughs> Let's see. Now, that's what's bothering me about NXT. How do you explain freaking Nakamura? Dude, I mean, Dude, I mean he's fantastic. He really is. I mean, and I'm not even talking about, and, and I don't want to go real depth into this because my article Friday on CSRWrestling.com has to deal with him. I'm not even talking about his in-ring work. That That is, I will say this. And, and, and he's fantastic in the ring. I'm not saying that. What I walked away from after watching TakeOver is not his in-ring work, dude. It is that dude's charisma is what makes that guy great. Mm. And that dude's charisma is a reason why I think he, not could, will be a main event player. I don't know if he'll ever win the, the championship just because he can't cut the promo that that is necessitated from a – WWE world champion, and I don't think he can go do the today shows and stuff that you see Roman Reigns did Monday. So, but I do think he's going to have main event level matches on the main roster. But like, and it's little things like you know, you probably I don't know if you guys you were there. I don't know if you noticed it, but like right before that match starts, the guy looks at the hard camera and gives it a wink, like you you thought the entrance was good. Wait till you watch this. You know, just little stuff like that. You don't see that out of Japanese performers. They're just wrestlers. This guy is not a wrestler. He is a performer, and he's awesome. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before. He takes all a lot of inspiration from Michael Jackson, and also you can see that in his attire. 
Man, I, I'm telling you, you know, I've watched a little bit of this guy's stuff before he came in. See, I had too, but uh, watching it Friday, completely different. I mean, see, I mean, I got – although I expected it even more when he came in. The entrance was great. His music was great. Uh, and then, also, his performance was just on another level. I mean, and this is not taking anything away from Zane. I think Zane puts on fantastic matches with just about anybody he gets in the ring with. sucks. But, <laughs> but this match is all about Nakamura. Don't, don't – you know, listen a lot, you know, get that, you know, construed any, but, but Nakamura is, I don't know. I, you know, we're talking about, you know, all these call-ups that happen and all this stuff. I know there was talk about this guy going to the main roster, like, you he's know, first thing. oh yeah, he, he'll, he'll be there, but he's the one that I can think of the, you know, straight shot into the main roster. He'll be there by the end. I, I, I agree, but I think it would, I think going to NXT is good for him to, mm-hmm. he's going to have to, he probably didn't with Sammy. He's gonna have to tweak his style a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, a little time in NXT is fine. He'll be in. He'll. I think he'll be. We're, we're sitting first week of April. I mm-hmm. think he'll be. I'll. I'll put it this way: if he's not on the SummerSlam card, I'll be shocked. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say because you still got Joe down there who they may call up eventually. I don't know. That, again, we're talking about all these call ups, but I'm like you. I think this guy's got to get there quick though. He, I don't think, I don't think he's got to. I think he's going to. I think, I think that guy made that big of an impression Friday that even if, even if somewhere they thought, you know what, what's the next week? That has changed because, because, and it, and, and it has, no, because as great as he is in the ring, you're, he's not. I mean, he's not better than. Uh, I mean, he's not better than Styles or Rollins or any of these guys. I mean, they're all on the same level. But you can market him. Yeah, you can market him big time. Exactly. You can market him, and he's a Japanese guy that is a performer, and his charisma jumps off the freaking screen, dude. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this. I'm not going to get into details, but once you listen to this, go to CSRWrestling.com on Friday morning because not everything about Shin's – God, I can't – Nakamura, I can't even say his first name, is good because he's going to have a gigantic negative effect on – it Tommy when he comes back. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, Tommy will not be looked at the same thanks to Nakamura being in WWE. I promise you that. I will 100% agree with you on that. All right, Shane. It's been a good WrestleMania week. You're worn out. I'm okay because I was at home base this year, so it's, I'm good. Yeah. But. Just starting a new year. We got we had Raw this week. We got AJ Styles in the main event. We don't know where that's going. And so that's it for this week. Follow Shane at SUMaker24. Follow me at Blake Mitchmore. Make sure you're checking out CSRWrestling.com. We're posting blogs all the time. We'll catch you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this public service message was brought to you by your friends from Degeneration X. Who would like to remind each and every one of you that if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you!